Welcome to Strip It Back, the podcast which helps to simplify life and live in the moment with Joanne Panetta and Renee Talia. Here we are recording episode number seven, I think we're up to, lucky seven. Wow. It's amazing how quickly it's all gone by. How have you been? I have been very well and excited to do this episode and jump into our topic. I need to say actually a thank you and a shout out to some of our um, listeners and thank you to people that have been putting reviews. Can you believe that? We have been reviewed, people. The other day when you showed me the back end of the podcast and where in the world our listeners are, we have got a global audience. This is very exciting. So thank you. Thank yeah. you to our listeners. And that is where this kind of next topic has come about Mm. and something that we've been wanting to discuss and something that we always talk about as well and that is let's dive in the idea of boundaries Mm. it's a huge topic and I know it's something that uh, over probably the past five years in particular it's something I've been unpacking and it's one of those things again that you and I connected on when we met in Singapore and talking about, um, yeah, just all the things that happen in our life and the ability to actually process them and not feel overwhelmed and feel good about the decisions and the mindset that we have. So boundaries, Renee, you know, I I think of like a physical boundary, Mm. the ability to put something around yourself and that, uh, or to, to, to cordon off or space off an area. When you think of that from, I guess, the holistic point of view as a human, what, what would you say is an example of upsetting boundaries in life? For me, I come straight back to myself as a big one. Mm-hmm. And that's one that even within business at the moment, uh, creating boundaries of what I'm going to agree to do mm-hmm. or not to do is something that is definitely in my space. So that can look like anywhere by saying, yeah, I'm going to agree to take on something new this week. It could mean I'm going to take something on new for myself or not. So a clear example, I think, um, that came even today is that, you know, being a yoga teacher and having a holistic space, I actually did a post about this today. I saw it before I got home from work. Yeah, actually. so this is this is why this one's on the top of my head. But Ooh, authentic. Um, you can get in the trap of teaching and giving, and even as a teacher in primary school setting, of doing these things for everyone else and being such a server that you don't step back and do the practice for yourself. Mm. So. I had to call a lot of BS on myself today and say, Mm -hmm. right, how are you going to create space in your calendar to put this in there for yourself? Because you're allowing computer time or the busyness to take up a lot of your time when really all I want to do is be on my mat and to be able to create for myself and for other people. So I need to put clear boundaries around my schedule. And so that, you know, I mean, everyone can say, you know, giving up the paper diary and swapping to the electronic calendar is a biggie. I know I really had to part with my um, paper one and sometimes I still have a sticky note on paper Mm -hmm. and I know that 
it agitates me still and it's still something that I'm working on Mm. and always Mm. yeah and I know that there's some satisfaction of crossing things off a list like who doesn't get satisfaction of crossing things off a list but there can be so many lists What's mm-hmm. your view on this? Sorry, did you have a hidden camera in my office today? Or <laughs> this is where we freak each other out. And like, uh, did you did you have a camera inside my office mm. today? Because I found myself in the state of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a choice. Yes. Um, and yes, I've started my new job, and it's been so intensely busy and crazy and full on and an adjustment, which I can talk about in another space in a moment. But I did find myself reverting back to the old pen and paper list. Mm. And what I actually found was I was doubling up with the digital calendar, the pen and paper list and finding my feet in regards to scheduling. So when you say things like putting boundaries in place around your daily schedule, listening to you talk about that then, I'm having a little aha moment. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's actually what I need to be doing a little bit of this week, week two at work in order to take care of some of that overwhelm. So thanks. No worries. (laughs) Well, I, you know, and I've had coaches that I've worked with, Mm. a little call out to Amy McDonald here. She still kicks my butt Mm. and and talking about, you know, having a schedule and, you know, sticking to it, time bound. I mean, look at us in a school setting. We give the children time bound settings why? Because it works well mm-hmm. and it works. It's proven over time to have shorter periods of doing something and not getting into procrastination and overwhelm. So mm. it's creating those boundaries around those activities to really take yeah. off. But that's one aspect of boundary in life. Absolutely. I think one thing that comes up for me naturally, and at the moment my new world is my job. Um, and I've spoken so, you know, with so much vulnerability and authenticity about the nerves that I had about starting the position. Mm. And I guess the first thing that I've been navigating is the concept of boundaries in my workplace. So um, to give you a small insight into my role, I'm the well-being coordinator. Um, and I take care of the well-being of the students, the teachers, and also in particular working particularly with the students with special needs. Mm. So it's called students with additional needs. And as you can imagine, my space becomes an area where people need to come in and share with me some pretty intense um, and full-on stories and situations that they need my support managing. Mm. And um, as all of you know that uh, know me well, and for our new friends listening, I'm an extremely empathetic person, and I know that I feel things at a deep level. So I have had to work really hard on my mindset even in the short space of time that I've been there, in order to create those boundaries for my sake and for my mental health. Um, And I'm not talking about, oh, little Jimmy pushed someone over in the playground. Yeah, that happens every day. But we're talking big picture challenges that um, educators are facing, that families are facing. Mm. And, you know, I'm dealing with, you know, NDIS, these organisations in Australia that support funding. So there needs to be a certain element of boundaries in place in order for me to do my job well. Yes, there's an emotional side. Yes, there's a mental side of it. But having boundaries in place professionally in order for me to do the best job I can, take care of myself, Mm -hmm. which is essential, and then create those, I guess, situations where when I find myself 
not having those boundaries or those boundaries being blurred, being aware of it and catching it. Yeah. And I know that you've been a fabulous support to me this last week where, you know, I've come home with some pretty intense stuff and I'm navigating how I manage that now as yeah. a professional. Yeah. Mm. And you do like to play big and we talked about that in our previous <laughs> yeah. episode mm. and, and just putting around, you know, again, it comes back to really that whole idea of what we're going to prioritise first. Yeah. And I love the way that you just spoke about several people in the job space that you're dealing with yeah. and how that will look like, you know, mm. from, you know, a teacher's perspective to yeah. a colleague mm-hmm. to, you know, needing to come in and have your support and and some people that are probably friends within the space and what that looks like yeah. and then the you know student and uh, other professionals that yeah. are in that space and it's really interesting because this is a new workplace you know how much I love to make a new friend yeah it's really great I actually I love making a new friend and I think humans are the best people in the whole wide world I do love it yeah Connection. And I have started, you know, building relationships and supporting and because and they're new people and mm. I love that, but it's really important for me and it's been really authentic, I suppose, because, you know, things like this podcast, the way that you and I speak to each other, all the personal development that we've done, I'm actually not afraid to be vulnerable and honest and say, okay, is this a conversation that we are having with a professional hat or are you a really a, a person coming in here, having a vent to a colleague? It's about navigating that. But then also having other things in place for the relationship and connection and community that's being built as well. And um, I think I'm doing a pretty good job. I'm aware of it. I'm onto it. But I think one thing as a good teacher, you know, we think about problem solving. And I need a bank of strategies, I guess, to be able to recognize when that's happening and Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do in that situation. And I think, you know, I think I've got some good strategies that I'm thinking in regards to how I communicate, how I plan. But there's always space for learning. And I'd love, Mm. love, love to hear from other people, particularly our listeners, you know, what are some of the examples of boundary setting or I guess not blurring those lines in the workforce because it's a space we we spend a lot of our time. It definitely is. And if it's not in the workforce, where's the next place that we spend most of our time? Family. Family. So a big one. And I know that both of us... Uh, again, we bonded over in Singapore <laughs> with family and similar family. Both come from beautiful uh, Italian backgrounds yes. and extended families that like to do a lot together. Mm-hmm. And you could have something on every weekend if you really wanted to. Oh. There's always something happening. But creating, I guess, the boundaries of what you commit to and what you don't. Yeah. And also... For me, over time, that's changed because I had a real, definitely before I went to Singapore more than returning now, is I felt like I had to say yes to everything. I felt like there was an expectation for me to say yes because I didn't want to offend something. So already hearing those words come out of my mouth. God, you've come so far. Mm. Is already, Mm. wow, who was that person? Mm. And I think creating that space and actually relocating what I didn't know back then but what I can clearly see now that was a a space that I created or a boundary we're talking in that that I created for me to really get to know me whole and completely without having my family within within a 15 minute um, drop in and that's allowed me now when I've made the decision to come back and ground to really be committed into what I'm going to say yes to and no to and feel absolutely no um, 
expectation on mm. myself. And you know what? Most of the time, if we were to sit there and actually have an authentic conversation with the people in our families, I, I can say this very clearly now, you know, I was the queen of MSU, and I know that I've said that before to you. <laughs> I, I'm very open about the idea of I've seen a psychologist and, and a counsellor, you know, when I was transitioning to Singapore um, through my separation. I've actually checked back in with her recently to help me manage some things with my job and, and repatriation. Um, MSU was this idea of making, like I'm just going to say it, making shit up. Making yeah. <laughs> shit up. We all do head. that in yes. our hand. And, you know, I think about it all the times I'm like, oh, but my mum expects this and my dad says this and my sister. No one ever said that. Mm. Like, so having this idea that you should, we know how we feel about shooting. Shooting, yeah. And, you know, all of it, most of the time it's actually us. And it's these stories that we've made up, the shit, the MSU part that we have this expectation but when you're actually voicing the reason for your boundaries sometimes and again from a space of authenticity it actually clears the air completely and it just creates such a calm space i love that you said you know and just share it i think when you stop beating around the bush so to speak and just say it out Mm. you really notice that no one cares it's just Mm. I know that I've done it with my mum several times. Oh. I'm just like, straight up, mum, I need you to just say yes or no. And she's like, oh, you know, you can, <laughs> I'm, I'm just imitating her, whatever you feel. <laughs> like there is never any, it's coming back to yourself yeah. and your expectation yeah. of you. And I think that that's a really nice shift now to have that in the space and it makes the family connections when you do go to something that oh. you've said a whole body yes to, it makes them so much more beautiful mm. to be around and you actually connect on such a deeper level. Yeah, and I think I actually shared with you that it happened for me on the weekend. Mm. You know, I had my beautiful mum's 60th birthday party and as you mentioned earlier, we have this beautiful, big Sicilian Calabrese family uh, for a immediate family, we had like 50-something people for lunch. Five kilos of Bordolenti. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and happy birthday, Tina. We'll oh, give you a shout-out. Yes. We know she'll be listening to this. Oh, episode. she was. She's like, not bad for 45. <laughs> um, and, you know, again, I went into that lunch. This was the first time I was seeing a lot of family for three, maybe four months. And they know that I've been on this personal journey. Again, they've been a huge part of my healing and finding myself after a challenging start to the year. But I actually, even with them, had to be careful that I wasn't overstepping boundaries for them in regards to how much I was sharing and and uh, all of those things, how much I was expecting of them with my emotional stability. And that again, that conversation came out again really, really authentically. But the biggest thing for me was I put boundaries in place when I returned from this trip that I need to feel fulfilled when I'm in conversation. I know that sounds really weird, Mm -hmm. but my time away, I was alone a lot. Um, It actually made me realize how important vulnerable, authentic conversations are. I can't really do small talk very well anymore. And I think I am so gracious and grateful that I stay in my power of that. You know, I, 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 I love that I talk about what everybody else is interested in and taking an interest. But I was always a little bit afraid to talk about me because I'm a bit different to the rest of my family and that's okay. Mm. But by putting that boundary of self-love in for myself, 
I actually opened up to family members about where I was in my headspace, my plans for the future, my plans for the present, and I've actually rekindled relationships that were always pretty awesome, but now next level, and finding commonalities with family members I didn't even know existed. So are you saying you got curious about other people (laughs) in your family? I did, and I actually think they got curious about me, Mm. because... I put the boundary in place of I'm not just going to tell you about the landmarks that I saw on my trip. How was your trip? Oh, it's fantastic because it wasn't that kind of trip. And that was the common ground that we spoke about. And now it was like, what are you going to do next? You know, and I could actually speak from a space of authenticity. I didn't want it to be surface level. That was my boundary. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I don't Mm. do well with small talk. And I think travel does open that up because you meet people and I know you met people Again, as in reconnecting, but you also met people of new people. people. And it's almost like a free pass that people just want to know more in-depth things about you. And there's like this automatic opening. And it's so strange because then you think back to some people that you've known like a lifetime and you're like, I've never had that deep of a conversation with that person. Mm. But why is that? And is it that, you know... We just haven't gotten curious about it. And then to open up with a conversation. I know for me over the weekend, I did just that. I was in connection with someone that I haven't seen in a very long time. And there was like an elephant in the room of something that had happened in, in their life. And I just, instead of brushing over it, I just Mm. got down and said, and how are you with that? And how are your kids, Mm. you know, um, and just allow her the space. She could just say, yeah, great, or mm. open up. And I'm sure she would have had some boundaries in place for herself with how much she was open and willing to share. Exactly. Because you have to feel safe at times to allow people into those conversations. Mm. But I think what's really great about you and I, and it's something I've noticed a lot of, people just tend to want to talk to us about stuff and we want to talk <laughs> to people about stuff, which is great. But again, we have to have those in place for ourselves as well. Did, did she, this person navigate the conversation quite well? Did they open up in a point that you thought oh, that was comfortable for them? Yeah, yeah. and they did. Cool. And then and, and that was beautiful just to, to share in that mm-hmm. and uh, without disclosing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, it's just allowing and putting the question there. And I think mm-hmm. what you've said is in each other having those healthy boundaries, mm-hmm. that's really important. Yeah. So when we're talking about this topic... You know, what do you have in place as maybe a non-negotiable as a boundary? Because I feel like when I have to set boundaries for myself, it's like, okay, well then what am I saying are non-negotiables for me Mm. as a human being in my self-care that when I'm going to open up and and either break, because sometimes that happens, break a boundary boundary or not, what's there for me to discover so what's some things that you've got in place that are I guess non-negotiables for you I think I'm surrounded by lots of people Mm -hmm. I have a lot of humans in my life Um, and I have been working really hard to fine-tune my intuition and for some people they call that a gut feeling Mm -hmm. for some people they call that like uh, I don't know those butterflies in your stomach all that Mm -hmm. there's little things that happen in your body and upon reflection my intuition was pretty crap well, I don't know. Oh, I'd be hard on myself on that one. In one facet of my life, it wasn't so great. Um, I didn't tune into it as much. So I've been working really hard on that. 
that's what drives my boundaries. Mm-hmm. If it's not, it's like what we say, like a whole body yes. Mm-hmm. And if there's something that doesn't feel quite right, I have to really tune into that. Mm. And I was put in another situation socially where I connected with someone and and I was like, I'm not sure, do I go there, do I do this? But going into the situation with an open mind and an ability to communicate how I feel. And that all came back to this idea of intuition and feeling into, does it feel right? Mm. And that might sound strange, but everybody might feel that differently. For me, it's... My, phys- my physical body, my head space, the minute you start second-guessing it too much. Yeah. Yeah, the what-ifs come up. Yeah, mm. I love that you've said feeling into it. Yeah. You know that I'm a massive believer in feeling into your body yeah. and really taking that moment to stop and check in. Mm. You know, we're energetic beings, mm-hmm. and so when you actually give yourself some space in what can be a really – busy or full life Mm. to really check into how does that feel for me your body really can give you messages and you know I I can be really upfront and laugh about this but even uh my my husband when I've wanted to I know husband I'm sorry to interrupt it's still so no, no, but when I've said to him, I think I'm going to do this for the business and he's like, and on what grounds? I'm like, I don't know. It just feels right. And he's very illogical <laughs> man. So when I present to him, it just feels right. Mm. He also knows that. Trust it. Yeah. Your to intuition tr- To trust it. That's something about you that I've always admired because I think I'm a kind of a balance of the two of you. I've got a bit of his structure and a lot of your creativity and freedom and feeling into it. But your intuition is strong. You know things. Mm. You say that to me often. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't get away with anything around you. You know me better than I know myself. Oh, you know. And that's why we're friends. We love each other. You said something in that time there that I think is the simplest strategy. Stop. 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 (laughs) And I mean, I am really into Mm. meditating and taking that time. Mm. Meditation is a non-negotiable for me. I do that daily. I'd like to be able to say that I do it twice a day, but that's something I'm still working on, but definitely daily. For some people, maybe meditation is something that they are uh, exploring still or haven't had a go at it. What does it or look like what for is, people? What is, you know, and this is the big I, question. What is meditation? I love this because mm. it can look different for absolutely everyone. And I think we have this kumbaya mm. thinking it's under a tree mm. in she, a secluded she's, she's area. Right now. We have got the video going. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, yes, that's beautiful. And I love meditating outdoors. And I often take a moment of peace and quiet in the mornings, mm. but it can be anytime, anywhere, you know, it can be as you're washing your dishes. Mm-hmm. It can be as you're walking, walking meditation. Yeah. I was watching this man around the river this morning so nice. as I was walking and he was fishing and I was thinking to myself, I think that that's a form of meditation, yeah. just that bliss. Yeah. Now I know why my dad goes fishing so often. I actually think it's a form of meditation there. It is one of those things where it is quite tranquil, quiet. Yeah, you know, taking that space. Taking yeah. that space. Yeah, absolutely. 
you know. For me, maybe I'm thinking of an example because I do meditate. I like to use a lot of music in my meditation. Mm. You know, I'm a very musical person, and I'm loving this, you know, Italian pianist at the moment. And I actually just said to you before, I'm going to just after this podcast go into the kitchen, put those headphones in, and prep some food. For me, that's a form of meditation. You know that for me. That's where I stop. And I just am in that moment, that mindfulness that connects with meditation. You know, I'm not going to be thinking of anything else, just that. Mm -hmm. And if I do think of other things, acknowledge it and then just focus on the fact that I have this beautiful music playing and I'm preparing amazing food and I'm in the moment. And I love that you've just said that because I think sometimes people can think that meditation is stop thinking. Good luck with that. Uh, I don't think that that actually exists. I have a very scientific friend, a person that analyzes everything, who is exploring the idea of meditation at the moment. And I can guarantee you, he thinks about a lot of things. A lot of things <laughs> pop up and he actually asks me, is that right? And I was like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Still, it's still meditation. It's what you do with those thoughts. Yeah. Don't run off with them. Accept them, acknowledge them and move on. Yeah. So that was quite funny. Definitely awareness, isn't it? And catching <laughs> yes. it. And we say that in yoga a lot, you yes. know. The hardest posture is Shavasana at the mm. end because your body finds stillness but the mind still likes to jump around. Absolutely. So Absolutely. just having that awareness. Beautiful. Wow. What a big topic to unpack. Such a big topic. Yeah. And so, I'm sure that there's other examples of boundaries but they're probably the, the main ones that come to my head. Um, again, we'd love to hear from other people. You know what I'm fascinated about? Because we're not mums. Um, I wonder how mums put boundaries in place. Mm. I'm such an inquirer because self, most selfless humans, mums and dads, parents, how do they put boundaries in place? That's that's mm. a good one. And I would love, because I know we've got some mums and dads as listeners, yeah. that would be amazing really to get some feedback mm. from that. And what about kids? I actually ask some of my students tomorrow, what is... What if, what is if I say put boundaries in place as a child? What does that look like? Mm. That's going to be my inquiry. Actually, I'm going to ask them tomorrow. Yeah, ask them. I'd be really <laughs> interested to in what they say. Yeah. So we've spoken about that. I'm sure people, you know, we could go down the friend road as well. Yeah. But I think that that's very similar to your family, yes. where you're putting those in place. boundaries in yeah. place. And it's really interesting. I always find that you and I, every topic we talk about, comes back to this idea of connection, mm. humans, community vulnerability there's some themes that are coming up a lot and um, it makes me happy because I think it's all connected it is all connected Mm -hmm. we live in a in a world Mm -hmm. where we're with other human beings and these are fundamentals to everything in life it doesn't matter what your job is Mm -hmm. what your status is Mm -hmm. what your sign on your door is Mm -hmm. you've got to have people and relationships and be able to navigate them and so when you have these fundamental values Mm -hmm. uh it all comes back to it, doesn't it? Keeps it calm. Wow, there we go. It's 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 very nice to be back here. I must say, oh, it's, it's nice to have space. you in this space. <laughs> like I'm, it's a bit weird still for me. I'm like, why am I not talking into a microphone on the computer? Um, but yeah, it's lovely to be home. I am navigating this transition, and um, yeah, I'm really. I need to be a little bit kinder to myself. There you go. I acknowledge it. Yes, public. I'm yeah. glad that you did. <laughs> Can I just say she's gotten back. Not even two weeks yet. Started a new job. You've had the social week. Yes. Yeah. And is also apartment hunting. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't do anything by halves. And Playing maybe big. A, maybe that's a boundary I need to put in place. <laughs> I'm too big, Renee. No, you're not playing too big, but just being kind to yourself yeah. and just acknowledging yeah. that, that awareness. So, again, stopping... 
breathing intuitively. Yes. It's okay. Well, speaking of stopping and breathing and being intuitive, tell me about your small win today, Renee. I'm sure you had plenty, but can you share what it was? I did have plenty today. Uh, Today was nice. I was working from home Mm -hmm. and again, my husband, he had the day off today and he was a bit of a master chef Mm. and... had the most amazing lunch i even instagrammed that today i did see it yeah you definitely he made these amazing vegetable puff pastry things Mm. full and like i'm talking when i make things i'll put a few (laughs) vegetables he went every vegetable to town and they were delicious Mm. so i think he's fixed our snacks for the week so that's beautiful that's for sure that's so nice my small wins also food related, funnily <laughs> enough. Uh, yesterday we celebrated my mum's 60th birthday party, which was magnificent. Absolutely special and fabulous and what a beautiful thing to come home to. But my favourite thing is the container of leftovers of the next day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. You cannot go to your parents' house without leftovers, I know, right? I know. They keep, I feel like she keeps Tupperware in business, my mum. Um, but I had famous cotoletti you know how much I love good cotoletti and I enjoyed that so much today at work and I think that was a win in itself but the small win was actually explaining to the people around the table you know the process of actually the other day making them with mom and all the food and it went back to that first episode how much I love food and my small win was sharing a little bit of my family's culture heritage and love with new friends at work it was really oh, nice yeah, so it was nice really nice so it's good beautiful it's been a good day it has. Mm-hmm. And how great that we've gotten to finish this yeah. on, on oh, our podcast. On a note. Together. Oh, on a high note. Food related. So thank you, everyone. And we will see you back here again. Well, I think next week. Next yeah. week. Let's put a boundary in place with our scheduling. That's what that's we're really doing. Important. Can you, You're hearing it here. We yes. are going to be making a commitment to make these episodes come out regularly. Yeah. So that's our little commitment to you mm-hmm. in creating this boundary yes. to each other. And thank you again to all our loyal listeners all around the world. The world. How exciting. <laughs> we love you all and thank you very much for your ongoing feedback. Keep it coming. Have a great night. Thank you for tuning in to Strip It Back. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it. If-